And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Michael Beller, Brandon Funston here with you in the first week of March. Uh, thank you to everyone who was uh, tuning in while I was out on paternity leave. Big thank you to Nando DeFino for stepping into the host chair and keeping this show rolling all the way through the Super Bowl. Uh, I've had two months off. This show has had two weeks off. So thanks to all you who are right here back with us as we get things rolling pointed toward free agency, the NFL draft, everything that we have ahead of us. Funston, they're really just, there's no offseason in this sport. So uh, let's keep things going, man. How you doing? How you been? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, you're right. There's no offseason. I'm one of those weirdos that enjoys watching men in, in underwear running around and get timed in the 40 yard dash. So uh, this is a good, t- this is a good week for me, but you're right. It's uh 24, seven, 365 for fantasy football these days. And Jake Seeley, our uh, buddy and uh, co-host of this show is not with us because he is actually there in person watching men run around in their underwear and get timed <laughs> and do jumps. So uh, no, uh, no Jake today. Jake will be uh, back with us next week as we uh, look back at the combine and head to everything we've got between now and the NFL draft that next big tentpole on the fantasy football and the football calendar. Today, though, Funston, let's get into free agency. Free agency starting a couple of weeks from now. There are some big-name fantasy guys who are out there. Let's just talk it through, my friend, because we do have a, a good amount of guys who, uh, no matter where they go, are going to be very interesting, whether they stay with their old teams, whether they go to a new team. We've got some big fantasy names that are out there for free agent this season, and a lot of guys who you know don't even have franchise tag possibilities attached to them, guys who are just going to be out there for anyone to grab, to sign, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch where these guys go. Uh, so let's just talk about that. Let's talk about you know where we think they could fit, where we want them to go, where we maybe don't want them to go, as the case may be. The first guy who comes to mind for me, Funston, the guy who I'm most interested in seeing where he ends up going is Chris Godwin. And we do know that Godwin is going to be coming off an injury this season. Maybe it costs him some time early in the year, but you consider how good he's been in Tampa. You consider his age. It's probably not really going to affect his market all that much and should be, be could be back relatively early in the season as well as he rehabs from that knee injury. So Chris Godwin, the guy who I think is most interesting as a free agent, from a fantasy perspective, just because of all the teams that could be into him and just how good he could be for us in the fantasy world, depending on where he ends up. Yeah. I mean, the wide receiver class and you're right. It probably, you could arguably starts with Chris Godwin. Um, There are some other big names there, Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a pretty nice class. I was looking through the list of wide receivers, but then I started looking through the list of teams that need wide receivers. 
And, and you really, I mean, wide receiver is something that I think every team in the league could claim they could use a little bit more of or mm-hmm. I use a lot more of. So I started to make a little kind of short list of teams. And I just stopped because I'm like, <laughs> you can really just make a case for everybody. So uh-huh. what it'll come down to is who has the most cap space to spend. And we can, you know, we can talk about that as well. But uh, I mean, Chris Godwin's going to get, you know, because of that need. I mean, maybe if. You know, Allen Robinson and Mike Williams end up being out there and and uh, who knows, even like a Devontae Adams or someone like that, then maybe Chris Godwin loses out to the fact that there's a lot of, of decent options. But, um, you know, Chris Godwin's going to get paid and there's no shortage of people that are going to want him. Yeah. I So Devontae's not going to be out there, is he? We can put that aside, right? I, I don't think so. Everything's pointing <laughs> to pointing to Aaron Rodgers probably returning and uh-huh. there's no way he's not returning unless he's got his guy Devontae to be there with him so I, yeah. I don't think that'll happen I, yeah, the other, I don't think that the other yeah. two is I think it's possible uh Ellen yeah. Robinson and Mike Williams are both guys who could be franchise tagged uh could be possible that they're out there on the free agent market we'll have to wait and see uh for for, for, for them but uh yeah it's a, it's a deep class Chris Godwin Odell Beckham uh then I think it, I, mean, I mean we know that I, I get see that's so Odell, I think if, if Odell doesn't get hurt in the Super Bowl, then I think you have yourself, even if Mike Williams and Allen Robinson get tagged, you feel like maybe that's the top tier. Because then you start to get into DJ Chark and Christian Kirk and Michael Gallup and like an injured to start the season Chris Godwin, I think is still a better player in 2022 than any of those other wide receivers. Would you agree with me there? I would agree. I, I mean, I think I, maybe I overstated it, but I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster is 25. Michael mm-hmm. Gallup is probably a a solid number two uh, if, you know, if not yep. in a situation where he's going up against Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. Um, Christian Kirk maybe is a, is a fit kind of guy um, yep. as a, as a two, three. I mean, maybe I overstated a little bit of how good this class is, but I'm kind of assuming that Allen Robinson and Mike Williams aren't going to pull a franchise tag. Cause that's a lot of money to pay those guys. And I don't know that the teams will deem that worthy unless they have mm-hmm. really a lot of cap room to play with. And, I don't have that at my disposal at the moment, but uh, I think I, I think the I think the Bears tag Robinson again. I do could you? see William. I could see Williams being out there. I think the Bears tag Robinson again. Yeah, just reading reading between the lines of what Ryan Pohl said, Bears new GM yeah. at the um, at the combine talking about how you know they they studied about. He said something along the lines of like, and uh, if you're an athletic subscriber, go check out uh, stories written by um, Adam Johns and Kevin Fishbane, our Bears beat writers, because they they've got this uh, you know chapter and verse. But it was basically along the lines of we took a look at what you know second year quarterbacks, uh, how you improve their game in their second year from their rookie year, especially if they you know struggled a little bit in their rookie year, which uh, Justin Fields certainly did. And the one thing that was the common theme was give them a receiver who can bail them out when they need to be bailed out. And, you know, realistically, you know, the Bears can have that guy already on their roster and just tag him in Allen Robinson. And so I think that you, you think about that and Polls talk about how they need to you know, show Robinson that this is a new regime, the, the one that you undoubtedly did not have uh, good feelings about last year. They're gone. We're new. We're here to communicate with you. I, I, it just feels like they come to either an agreement on a contract or Robinson ends up getting tagged. Well, yeah, and Chicago has the 11th most cap space. It looks like they're, you know, mm-hmm. 25 to 26 million under the cap. And the Chargers, we're talking with Mike Williams, have the second most cap space. So maybe they, if, if you're right, if they can recruit these guys back to the team, 
they have enough money to actually not make it a franchise deal, but to actually give them a multi-year deal right. and, and and not be such a big hit. So I, it's Allen Robinson's a tough one though because Darnell Mooney was the number one guy, and Allen Robinson. Yeah. Just a, a complete vanishing act, and I, I don't know. I didn't watch the Bears enough, and maybe you did, to know if that was <laughs> Unfortunately, just a, a, we- I did. a week in and week out, double coverage, all the attention rolling down Robinson's way. If he was dealing with some kind of underlying injury we didn't know about, or if just dealing with the fact that they had a, a crappy coach and a crappy or, or slash inexperienced quarterback position. I think the answer to that is all of that. It was a combination of all of that. And then, like, you know, let's be honest, Allen Robinson is a very good receiver, but he's not a receiver who is so good that he's going to, um, you know, rise above all of those challenges. And that would be a a ton of challenges for any receiver to surmount all of them combined. But he has overcome bad coach, bad quarterback (laughs) before. (laughs) Yes, we we have certainly seen that uh, previously in his career. All anyway, I think he ends up back in Chicago. I could see Mike Williams being out there. Uh, Who do you? What teams are you looking at when you when you're? I mean, you say you go through the teams and you say everyone could circle wide receiver as some sort of need, whether it's yeah, it'd be nice to have or dire. What teams are you looking at being most active for the big names that we have available? Well, I think Philadelphia needs a solid number two. Uh, Green Bay has needed a number two, and they'll have MVS be most likely gone. Mm-hmm. They've needed a number two forever. Cleveland yeah. needs a number one, a number probably a number two, because they probably won't pay Jarvis Landry what he has to be paid. Mm-hmm. Um, Miami, they, they brought in Will Fuller. Didn't work out. I don't know where they're at with Devontae Parker, but they could probably use someone that gives them more than what Will Fuller gave them if they want right. Tua to you know excel. And Will Fuller gave them you know, exactly squat, you know, to, to pull point break on you. Um, yeah, there's, uh, yeah, gosh, there's, there's a lot of them. Um, I, I'm just kind of looking through Baltimore, Baltimore, although, you know, they have Rashad Bateman, uh, Marquise Brown. I don't know if they're as dire as some, as some teams, um, Mm -hmm. Houston, obviously Brandon cooks and, and what else, um, Las Vegas could use a, a solid, a solid, you know, wide receiver mm-hmm. option as well, and I'm sure Josh McDaniels is in on that. Um, so, in New England, New England is another team. They yeah, got, New England, of course. I mean, Kendrick Bourne and, and Jacoby Myers were sort of nice, but they're they're number threes. In a, yeah, in a they're nice complementary pieces. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I yeah, think those, again, those last two are the most interesting in terms of being, I think, maybe aggressive on Chris Godwin. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think you have the experience now for Mac Jones. You realize, you know mm-hmm. what? This guy probably can be our franchise quarterback. I mean, that was a really, really solid year from him. So let's give him some some players to allow him to be his best self. And I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think that would be that would be that that. That, that's a good team to look out for. Those two teams are a good team because I, I mean, everyone's ready to draw the the arrows from Devontae Adams to Derek Carr because they played together in college. But again, if we're like. Devontae Adams isn't leaving Green Bay. One way or another, Devontae Adams is going to be playing for the Packers in 2022. And you've got a Raiders team that made it to the playoffs that gave the AFC champion Bengals as good a game as anyone did, uh, this side of the Rams, in the in the playoffs. So that's a team that has to be going into next year feeling pretty good about itself. And you, you give you give Derek Carr another legitimate weapon in that passing game. Uh, you take a little bit of pressure off of Darren Waller. Like I would expect them to be very aggressive, especially if you think that Chris Godwin is the one guy who can separate himself from the group and really be that special wide receiver that you add as a free agent. 
Well, I think in the thing about Chris Godwin, I think it's going to be very appealing and assuming that he gets all these, you know, wonderful health reviews on his on his rehab is that he's the kind of receiver that you can move him all around and he can be equally dangerous and he's not kind of profiled and, and pigeonholed into a certain style of receiver, but he's a very versatile receiver that can play anywhere on the field. And I think that's going to be important as teams are talking about spending a lot of money is, you know what, we, we can still be multiple. We can get a lot of different looks with Chris Godwin still being our number one guy. And, and some of these receivers are, you know, we got a certain style or set you know, right, right. we're going to have to use him as. So I, that, he's appealing because of his versatility and the fact he can play inside and outside. Does Will Fuller to Green Bay feel too easy? Feels like that's a <laughs> I mean, they've does. been interested I mean, in him in that, the past. That makes a hell of a lot of sense, and they probably get a bit of a discount now, you yeah. know, because, I mean, that's just it's such a – it's such a precedent of injury now mm-hmm. that he's got to – he's got to, like, maybe sign a short make good contract and he could literally go there and put up you know one of those weird 850 yard 10 touchdown like old school Glenn. Deshaun Jackson kind of yeah. seasons with Aaron Rodgers there throws still throws a great deep ball yeah I mean it just we've seen it that just like the consistency just hasn't quite been there from Lazard or MVS and obviously it hasn't been there for Will Fuller but it's for a much different reason like Will Fuller's consistency when he's on the field it's always been basically there yeah. and so I would think I mean that's like that's the sort of that, the player I mean you talk about like a lot of these other guys just being scheme fits uh, Will Fuller MVS uh, Christian Kirk Michael Gallup these are maybe guys who are um, you know are fits in search of a team rather than I can play anywhere like Chris Godwin and I just feel like, like Will Fuller to Green Bay just feels like such a layup at least in terms of the fit whether it actually works out on paper is a totally different question. That's a little bit above my pay grade. I just would love it for Devonte Adams. I'd want every oh my God, every, yeah. every bit of Devonte Adams <laughs> I could because well, Fuller as a threat as long as he's out there, he's not going to steal a ton of production from Devonte. Yeah. In fact, he's going to open up so much more production for Devonte if that's possible. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. DJ Chark, Christian Kirk, Michael Gallup, Juju Smith-Schuster, some of the other receivers that are uh, going to be out there on the free agent market. Who are you most interested in looking at and tracking over these next couple of weeks uh, as free agency starts to get hot and heavy? Well, I, I think DJ Chark is young enough. He had that that pretty sweet-looking season a couple of years ago, and then you got basically the worst offensive line. You have a rookie quarterback. You had a ridiculous coach. Uh, this was a spark score stud. You know, he's basically – an elite athlete who was starting to put up good numbers. If he goes to the right place, 
Uh, I think he's young enough to revive his career. And honestly, I think a place like Philadelphia makes a lot of sense. If they bring in a DJ Chark, a big downfield weapon to go with mm-hmm. Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard, kind of in that, yeah. you know, short and intermediate range. And uh, Jalen Hurts, he, he can throw a good deep ball. And I think that's what they're they're looking for. Jalen Rager obviously doesn't fit that bill. Mm-hmm. And DJ Chark, to someone with a quarterback who can throw, throw a good deep ball and has some other weapons to kind of allow him to not get you know, rolled over safety coverage on that as, all the time is is a place that I'd be interested to see him go. Yeah, he's going to be someone just because the the youth and the previous success that he's had, the one big season that he's had. Like, no matter where he goes, people are going to be interested in him. I feel like the guy who could be uh, like already, I'm projecting as like a boring ninth round pick who ends up playing like a sixth round pick is Michael Gallup. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, he's a good player. He's a good player. If they hadn't signed Amari or, or brought in CD and he was their number two this last couple of years, and he hadn't had the injury, I think we'd have a lot different, you know, we'd be saying a lot different story about Michael Gallup. No one's going to be like that excited. Like everyone's going to like him and no one's going to love him in the fantasy world, I feel like. And he's going to go somewhere. And, and uh, you know, so long as he's n- no worse than a number two, which I, you know, I don't think he seems to fit as a number two. And like maybe that's a little unfair because we haven't seen him really get to shine as an, as a potential number one, but like I would be wary of him if he ended up going somewhere where he had to be the number one guy. But if he can slide in somewhere as a number two, slide in somewhere, Arizona, maybe somewhere that like is clearly in need of a number two receiver. You are not our number one. You are not our number three. You are for sure going to be second on this team in targets in the way we scheme our offense, all of that. If you're just an unquestioned number two, if he can land somewhere like that, I could see a, you know, a nice like thousand yard eight touchdown season out of Michael Gallup. Yeah, he's he's really good at at high pointing and and winning contested battles on the sideline. I think Arizona, you mentioned it would be a great spot. Kyler does throw a pretty good deep ball, good sideline ball, and I can see with DeAndre Hopkins. And it sounds like they're going to commit more to Rondale Moore this year. That feels like a puzzle fit of those three guys and what they bring to the mm-hmm. table. Where DeAndre can play anywhere when you got Michael Gallup kind of working the sidelines and Rondell Moore working the underneath stuff. So uh, to me, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens Washington. with him. Be interesting, like, like someone, Washington's going to get someone too, right? I mean, Washington's going to get a number two to play with Terry McLaurin, but that's going to also then depend on what they end up doing with their quarterback situation. It really does. I mean, some of these guys, the talent just gets canceled out by the lack of talent at the quarterback position. If they go certain places, I'm just going to be out on them in a major yep. way if, if, if I have no trust in the quarterback being able to deliver the football. So that's kind of like where I'm at. It's a big question mark in Tampa Bay. Like, what are they right. going to do? Right. You know, it's sort of a question mark in Washington. If it's Taylor Heineke, then I don't know how excited I can get about anybody because I can't even really get excited about Terry McLaurin. We've already <laughs> seen that, you know? <laughs> so, uh-huh. uh, yeah, there's going to be some TBDs and then put, put a pin in it kind of situations. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. If you ever, if you take a look at top 100, top 50, top 150, top whatever um, free agent lists that are available, you're not going to see any running backs ranked all that highly because that's just the world that we're in. But in the fantasy world, if they were fantasy-focused, there's a decent amount of guys, Funston, who could end up out there uh, for for the running back position. Uh, Chase Edmonds, Rashad Penny in your neck of the woods, Melvin Gordon, James Conner, Leonard Fournette. Maybe Cordero Patterson ends up going somewhere. I mean, it's not a bad year for fantasy-relevant running back free agency watching. Which of these guys are you going to be most interested in seeing where he lands? Rashad Penny, selfishly. Because <laughs> I, sort of, I sort of am ready to, like, Okay, how much are you going to cost? There's a few decent running backs out there. Um, maybe you won't be, you know, maybe that little four or five game sample size down the stretch for the Seahawks is not going to end up making him too expensive. Uh, but I think if I'm if I'm the Seahawks, I go after Penny as the lead guy and make sure you got mm-hmm. somebody that you know either you draft in the third fourth round a running back. Or you feel good about good enough about Chris Carson to come in as a backup for a change. You know, like Pete Carroll's talking about Chris Carson coming back and he's not done, but you don't want him coming back as the Chris Carson as your number one guy at like the last few years. You want him coming back as a break in the case, you know, in case of fire, break glass, you know, kind of a yeah. situation where he is the new Rashad Penny and Penny becomes the Carson. But, uh, you know, like I said, selfishly, that's what I want to see. I'm curious if, if Arizona can bring back both those running backs, Edmonds and Connor. They're going to bring back a, one, right? Yeah, it's been a fantastic spot for running back production. I mean, Ken, yeah. Kenny Drake had 10 touchdowns the year before. James Connor comes in and almost scores a touchdown per game. So, like, it's it's a really good spot for court, for running backs to find the end zone if, they, if they're the lead guy in Arizona. So I'm going to be very curious to see who that lead guy ends up being. We talked about it so much this season on this show about you know Kyler's seeming unwillingness to run a lot of the time, and so you know while be like it was almost like he was perfect for those running backs because he was still the run threat that we talk about opening up holes for the running backs, but he wasn't taking the run production off the table the way that Lamar Jackson does in Baltimore. So it was it was like yeah. almost perfect, and you wonder with everything that's going on with Kyler, what that offense is going to. I mean, Kyler's going to be there. Unless he wants to go sit through a lockout, decide to go pursue baseball and sit through a lockout. Kyler is going to be in Arizona, but it'll be interesting to see how the pieces all fit back in that offense with uh, the moves that we know they're going to be making. Yeah, I mean, I think they got to they got to try something different. Uh, and I think Cliff Kingsbury has one more bite at the apple 
and then if it doesn't work for him, didn't I see know. today that he got a, an extension? He got like an under the radar contract extension. That can't be right. It doesn't seem right. I, that would I be. I think it's. I think it's right, Punston. Oh, right. that's terrible. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of like, look, and I'm fine. I'm, a, I'm a Seahawks fan, NFC West. <laughs> if the Arizona Cardinals want to lock themselves into Cliff Kingsbury, I'm all for it. Yeah, here it I is. Actually, through him and Steve Kime through 2027. I guess the bar is make the playoffs in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 2027 is more futuristic than his house, than Cliff Kingsbury's house. That like feels like a year that doesn't even exist. Seriously. And they're extending him through then. Yeah, both of them. Wow. Uh, there must be, there's got to be some uh, escape clauses in there. For there, the there has to be. There has yeah. to be. I mean, I would think that like, what, what coach in the NFL wouldn't have an escape clause 25 years out like Bill Belichick and, and Sean McVay and that's it. right yeah yeah probably <laughs> Sean Payton if he wanted it but yeah <laughs> he, he didn't want it so yeah, yeah. that I mean that's that's going to be an interesting interesting team excuse me to see how they fit the pieces back together it's going to be like you you talk about Tampa and what's going to happen with that quarterback situation like Leonard Fournette right I mean like he was awesome in Jacksonville and then he was done in Jacksonville and then he went to Tampa and no one was sure what to think of him then he has this great year but now Brady's gone and we're not sure what that quarterback situation is going to look like and is Fournette going to be there is he going to be somewhere else like he what a confound almost no matter where Leonard Fournette ends up going to be a confounding fantasy player this season he really is and he is in a stars aligned situation in Tampa we got to admit it I mean he had yeah you know, sure. A great passing offense and great offensive line around him. And, you know, there's nobody in the world that was going to the game focusing first and foremost on Leonard Fournette. So, um, but that said, I mean, it, it's weird how he's become sort of like a reliable three down back that is legit in the passing game and it actually yeah. was preferred over Ronald Jones and, and became like that was became a part of who he is. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think one of those running backs is back in Tampa between the two of them, between Ronald it's, Jones and Fournette. And it's important, I think, to stress that he's always been that guy as a receiver. 36 catches yeah. his rookie year, 76 catches in 2019, 36 his first year in Tampa. But those two years, those two big catching of the ball years uh, in Jacksonville. And then even the one, even in 2018 when he got hurt and only played eight games, he caught 22 passes. So like that's not him, him being a... a an effective pass catcher, a guy who, you know, forget about being effective, him being a guy who accumulated fantasy points as a pass catcher was not purely a uh, a result of being on Tampa, not purely a result of being in that passing game and playing with Tom Brady. This is something he can do. Yeah, and he's kind of in the situation where I think he's become steady, Eddie, and he's not going to be that expensive, that he's the perfect guy for – like the Tampa Bay that when they signed him, somebody that's kind of knocking on the door that just needs solid serviceable production at the running back position. And, um, you know, so I, I would be surprised if he doesn't end up on a contender that maybe has a little bit of a running back need. Yeah. From, from a fantasy perspective, I, I want him to be out of Tampa, you know? Yeah. Just yeah. cause unless, unless Tommy boy is really saying, screw this. <laughs> I'm coming back, which he's what not. Do you, what do you think about Miami Stay, staying in Florida? I, I, I mean, it might it might make a little bit of sense there. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Pittsburgh, uh, although the quarterback situation there is. Yeah, Najee, too. That, oh, that yeah, killed Najee, what am I? Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, where's the... Where's, uh, I don't know. That's, that's a tough nut to crack, but it feel, he well, does feel like... 
he doesn't need the stars to align as perfectly as they did for him in Tampa, but he's also not going to just go anywhere and be great. Right. He needs something. Arizona, and you'd let Chase and Connor go, and you got your three down guy, and you and you even you know even Arizona and like with Edmonds back. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 certainly an issue. What about Cordell Patterson? Do we just want him to stay in Atlanta? Just stay with Arthur Smith, stay in Atlanta, and like run it back. I do worry about him like going somewhere and the magic being gone. Yeah, but if you're going to sign Cordero Patterson, aren't you going to take that blueprint and try to at least use it to some level? I mean, why else would you bring him in? You're going to try, but are you going to be able to do it as well? Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe he's a, gosh, maybe he's a, maybe he's a Rams signing. You know, that would make a little bit of sense. You know, if you're losing Odell and then you you suddenly, you know, it's it's that kind of the branches of off of that coaching tree that are probably able to you know use them in a similar fashion yeah that's an he's gonna be he's gonna be a fun one to watch this this is you know this is this is why we talk about this uh in in the nfl about it being this like 24 7 365 type of season because here we are and you know what right i mean baseball's given them a gift with uh being extra you know, time, with the owner yeah. with the owners being jerks and and not wanting to have a season not starting on time, and you know the NBA is is sort of in a little bit of a of a dead period in its season right now, and same goes for the NHL. We sort of know generally what the playoffs are going to look like in those two leagues, and here you go. Here's the NFL just dominating the calendar once again. I mean, we're we're, we're having to wrap up the show, and we haven't even got to what's a pretty good crop of free agent tight ends with Mike Gesicki and Dalton Schultz, and then some lower-level guys like David Njoku and Gerald Everett and Evan Ingram. Uh, got a, a group of quarterbacks who probably aren't going to move the needle individually for fantasy purposes, but whose landing spots will move the needle for some of the guys that we did talk about. Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. I mean, that, that, that remember we're not talking about Marcus Mariota as a fantasy guy next year outside of Superflex Leagues, but he could go somewhere where those guys become more attractive in fantasy leagues because of Marcus Mariota, be- Marcus Mariota being there. So there's a lot to look at here, Funston. So I'm happy that we uh, left some more bites at the apple for next week when uh, Jake's back. Yeah, we'll see if we can get to some of those guys in between Jake name-dropping all the people he hung out with, you know, at the at the combine. <laughs> but we'll try. We'll try to power through. Oh, we'll do our best. <laughs> we'll do our best. We can't promise anything because it might just it really just might be a uh, Jake, uh, Jake show-off fest next week. It absolutely could be. That was a... Uh, you guys ever hear? I, I do this podcast with Brian McFadden. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that. I talked exactly. to D'Angelo Williams oh, yeah. a few times. Oh, yeah. yeah, brace yourself. It's coming. Uh, yeah, we will definitely see what we can do. You, know, that, you guys heard CJ Stroud? You know CJ Stroud? I, I saw. I talked to him last week. CJ Stroud, Ohio State quarterback. Yeah, I talked to him. Uh, we'll do what we can, though. We'll do what we can to uh, to wade through all of that and get to the rest of this free agent class because it is going to be a very fun part of the fantasy calendar as it is every single year. But that's going to do it for us here on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast for today's episode. For Funston, I am Michael Beller. We are back in the saddle. So thank you for being with us one time a week, all the way through the NFL draft up to the NFL draft. We'll start blowing things out a little bit, but we're with you once a week, all the way up until the first couple of weeks before for the NFL draft. So stick with us. We will stick with you. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.